I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Gojo and Golick with Mike Golick Jr. and Mike Golick Sr. on VEASAN, the sports betting network. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Gojo and Golick. Mike Golick Jr., Mike Golick Sr., Emerson Lazio holding it down for us in the DraftKings studio in Boston. We got a great show for you guys today. As always, make sure you download, subscribe, rate, review us, leave us a five-star rating, and check us out live Monday through Friday from 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern right here on DraftKings Network, our YouTube channel, Samsung TV+, Roku, and more. You can also catch the best of Gojo and Golick every day from noon to 1 p.m. Eastern, wherever you hear VEASAN on the radio. Fun one today, Rex Chapman, former Kentucky Hoop star and NBA star, stopping by. Going to talk about his new book that's coming out right now, relive uh, some very... Listen, painful memories for him about uh, yeah. the path that his life went, uh, the the substance and gambling issues that he had later in his life and uh, how he's trying to turn it all around now uh, to be the best version of himself. Levante David, uh, also free agent NFL linebacker, been one of the best in the business for a while, was a huge part of those Tom that Tom Brady, Tampa Bay Buccaneers Super Bowl team. He's going to stop by and talk about his free agent journey right now. I'm sure reminisce a little bit about what's going on with the NFL combine that will certainly get to as well as we had guys on the field doing drills yesterday and had a couple of full-blown googly eyes moments as some of the best athletes (laughs) on the planet did really great athlete things but uh dad if we're going to talk about that we got to start with this chemby game and i'm trying to see if we can get chemby to stick for the chet holmgren victor (laughs) Wembanyama matchups between oklahoma city and the san antonio spurs i feel like chemby's got real potential and uh that's because the first time around Remember, what what do you guys think of Chemby first off? How does that how does that I, land for it, you? You guys are both I debuted it for the first time for you. Chemby sounds like something I would read about on Urban Dictionary. I'm not going to lie. It doesn't sound appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I I actually kind of like it cuz it's easy cuz you can't really go the other way, right? You can't start it with Wemby. Well, I don't know how you would finish that one. So Chemby, <laughs> I, I yeah, I think I think Chemby is the way to go. I think it's a pretty good one. Well done. And uh, it should start with Wemby, though, for what he did last night. (laughs) 
It, it should, because that was a game where I, you looked up early and Chet had actually gotten out to a pretty song, strong start. I think he had like yep. 11 points in the first quarter. And then after that, the game sort of turned. And listen, this is twofold. The Spurs got a big time win, 132-118 over an Oklahoma City team that's vying for one of the top seeds in the Western Conference yep. right now. Has Shea Gilgis-Alexander, who's been an MVP candidate. But Chet Holmgren and Wemby, we know, have been going back and forth for Rookie of the Year. And, Dad, the way that Victor Wembenyama pun- uh, punctuated this one last night in a game where he finished with 28 points, 12 rebounds, 7 assists, five blocks, including five made three pointers and two back to back in the final three and a half minutes of this game to help put this on ice. Dad, I think the, the crowning moment of this game though, is late in the game. You've got Victor Wembenyama jumping out to block a Chet Holmgren jump shot at the top of the key. This image of Chet Holmgren, who was a seven foot tall unicorn in his own right, who a year before when we knew nothing about Victor Wembenyama felt like the future of the sport. And here comes this pterodactyl man who all of a sudden seems much more aware of his body in control of his game and starting to get towards what looks like the beginning of the height of his powers, just sending it back to the student section. That's one of those nights, dad, where, and I think a string of moments where we're seeing the Victor Wembenyama era in the NBA is very close to being at hand and this dude might be everything we ever hoped he could be and more yeah I mean he's just fun watching because he's a unicorn I mean to seeing what he can do at that size is amazing and as far as the you know the Chemby situation this was their third matchup this year the first one really kind of that feeling out right I think Wemby had eight points and Chet had nine points in that game second game Wemby had 24, Chet had 17. This one, as you mentioned, you know, Wemby had the 28 points and Chet had 23 points. So getting better. The biggest thing team-wise is Oklahoma City won the first two games. San Antonio won this game. You know, and, and you, you you look at from the team aspect and you see now Denver just a half game away from Oklahoma City for that number two slot. Uh, and both just a basically a game, game and a half away from Minnesota for the number one slot. So from a team aspect, that is going to be a fun race, as we've already talked about after the All-Star break, uh, to see finish up. But I, I'm with you on Wemby, and I, ju- I just hope that they can build a good team around him because it's great to w- watch these matchups, especially the size matchup. And I'm with you, even after the points, it was that block at the end um, to help seal the deal. I just hope this team can become a competitive team. Right now, obviously, they're not 12 wins on the year. Had that, uh, you know, had a long, had losing streaks all throughout this year. So, can they build, or is it how long is it going to be, I guess, until we're just watching them to see what Wemby does, or watching them to see what Wemby does and to see where he can lead his team in the Western Conference? Yeah, because, Junior, I was going to say it's one thing to put up stats on like a cellar dweller here, but Holmgren has fit seamlessly into and has indeed helped fuel this legitimate championship contender. And I still think it's going to take a Herculean effort for Holmgren to wrestle Rookie of the Year away from Wemby Yama. I just don't think it's going to happen. But I don't think anybody out there should be distracted from the fact that both of these like rookie supernovas here are having seasons for the ages. 
They are. A, a, but I, I guess the thing I would challenge and the reason I'm confused, Dad, here by, by by your refrain of, well, let's hope is the Spurs have a pretty good history of being able to build up quality teams around their stars. Like this isn't some fledgling organization that struggled with this in the past. And so I feel pretty confident in saying, well, yeah, they've got a good enough track record of building up quality teams when presented, especially with star bigs, combined with the fact that everything Wemby's doing like you're right. We always get nervous about stat stuffers on bad teams. I would challenge anyone to show me what part of his game does not translate to being on a more competitive roster, especially the things that he can just do naturally defensively because he's a seven foot four tall pterodactyl man. I, I listen, I, I agree with everything you're saying, but I'll, I'll wait and see. You know, I, I know Greg Popovich and the Spurs have done this in the past, but Greg Popovich is way closer to the end of his coaching career than the middle or the beginning of his coaching career. So can they do this again while he's there? Uh, and if he's not there, can the next person do it? So, I, I yes, I, I know he's done it in the past, but just because you did it in the past, I, I you want to give him the benefit of the doubt he's going to do it again? Okay. I'm, yes. I'm kind of going to wait and see because I, the reason I'm going to wait and see is because Popovich, as I said, I think is closer to the end. And, and, I, and I don't know about the time factor in building this team up. Dad, I'm going to give you about two more weeks. I'm going to give you about two more weeks to see if you want to join okay. Wemby Island. And if you don't, what I'm going to do is I'm going to close the doors to Wemby Island. Remember at the beginning of the Patrick Mahomes era in Kansas City when you doubted, and then all of a sudden on the back half of that, you had to live with your take for the rest of your life now. Do you really want, is this where you want to be when Jesus comes back, I, doubting that Victor Wembyama will bring an usher in the return of the Spurs? I don't doubt when Wemby and his talents, like I questioned putting Mahomes in, you know, over Alex Smith right in the beginning. I'm not questioning Wemby and what he does. He oh. is going to be a star. I'm questioning what's going to happen on the Riverwalk. You know, are they going to be able to build that team there in San Antonio? And I don't know. I, I, I will, if you want to lean toward giving them the benefit of the doubt because they've done it, I understand that. But it's been a while. Been a bit, hadn't it? Been a bit. Since we talked about them, and that's that's where I'm going. It's great, and, and that's the beauty also about the NBA is you can enjoy watching a singular superstar on a team. It is fun to watch, uh, but I just I, I wonder if this team will be able to build competitively around him. Oh, I mean, you know how this will go, though, if they're not competitive for very long or they don't get to postseason reps soon is we're going to come for him. That's how this works. We don't allow NBA superstars oh, yeah. maybe sans yep. what we did for Dame Lillard for almost a decade to just exist in their ecosystem and be quality players. And I mean, God, with Wemby, it's. The coolest part with him is he seems to get it. Like we talk about so many young guys who are trying to figure out who they are or trying to figure out how to be leaders and stars. And they have so much asked of them. And Wemby's this, what, 20 year old sensation who's walking in here yeah. and after the game, quoting Kobe Bryant when he's being interviewed. He's on the mic thanking the home San Antonio crowd and leading cheers with them while David Robinson looks on like a proud parent. Like he just seems to have <laughs> internalized so much of the game that vets want to give him early on that having a guy who that is also like intrinsically motivated is talked about around the all-star break hey we're not winning games right now that's what i'm supposed to be doing so none of this really matters all of that just seems to be the kind of thing that's a legitimate and it's not even saying like i say i'm going to say culture changer knowing full well what i just said the san antonio spurs are not a place that we associate with a bad basketball culture but that kind of work right. ethic from your star player and that kind of attitude if it's truly what we get behind 
closed doors with him is the kind of stuff that makes all time greats. Like this guy was said best prospect since LeBron James. And right now, based on what we're seeing, I had my doubts about that early on. Those doubts are erased. I, I get it. I get what everyone was talking about here because this is just stuff you don't see. I agree. I agree with everything you said individually about Wemby. I, I absolutely agree. All I'll say is, is for San Antonio, you know what, what goes on. The clock is ticking, right? The clock is ticking. Man, all right, your doubts. Listen, you got two more weeks, <laughs> and I'm closing the doors to Wemby Island. Right. I'm closing them. I'm closing yeah. them. Okay. I'm on Wemby Island. I don't know if I'm on San, Antonio, uh, San Antonio's Riverwalk. That's what I'm saying. Oh, man. You can get in trouble on that Riverwalk, San river Antonio, walk, by the way. I... I love the river walk. It's I do, great. I it's do not, you know what? You're, yes. both, you're getting very close to Charles Barkley territory with your San Antonio slander right now. Oh, no, you're very no, close. No, <laughs> now your dad's a much very better close. golfer. Your dad's a much better golfer. <laughs> he does love churros though. I will say that. Um, you know who else loves yes, churros? The big fellas that were on the mat in Indianapolis yesterday at the combine. Speaking of your boy, Pat Mahomes, dad, they did him so dirty at the combine oh, yesterday. Man. Pat Mahomes gets on Twitter and he's the best player in the NFL. He's rocking back to back Super Bowls. The guys, you want to talk about a young superstar who understands and plays the game the right way in terms of how he leads, how he conducts himself in front of the media, all that stuff. And Pat Mahomes went on Twitter with one simple request hey combine i've done a lot hey nfl network i've been great for this league can you guys just stop showing my slow 40 time and using it to overlay with faster big people who are out running finding the right news podcast can feel like dating it seems promising until you start listening When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. This is Gojo and Golik on Beeson, the sports betting network. Let's throw it over to Stormy for a quick betting update. 
With the NFL world taking over Indy this week for the Combine, the draft is certainly top of mind. Hi, I'm Sorry Bonantoni with VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. But with Caleb Williams, a $9 favorite to be the number one overall pick, let's take a look at a market with a little more bang for your buck. Should the Bears take Williams with the top selection, the quarterback needy Washington commanders are on the clock at two. North Carolina's Drake May is currently an odds-on favorite to be the second overall pick in this year's draft at minus 140. The wild card in the market is reigning Heisman Trophy winner Jaden Daniels out of LSU. Daniels is a plus 120 price to go number two and a plus 140 favorite to be off the board at three. While it appears the top teams in the draft are poised to go quarterback, the best player available might be Marvin Harrison Jr., who's coming off back-to-back 1,200-yard, 14-touchdown seasons. While he's a minus 650 favorite to be the first non-quarterback off the board, he's 8-1 to to be the number two overall selection. For the latest odds, injury reports, and betting splits, go to vsun.com. Gojo and Golik, uh, dad, as combine season and combine brain is now fully in effect. I was amazed yesterday. I, I, I was wondering how we were going to evolve the quarterback debate because we've spun it around so many times already. Yeah. And with a group of quarterbacks as tantalizing as this one has been, and with all the questions about Caleb Williams and would he, won't he to Chicago going number one and Drake May and his place in all of this, as we've talked about them as 1A, 1B, I didn't know where we'd go next. And then I saw our buddy Dan Orlovsky, ESPN NFL analyst, go on Get Up the other day and say he would actually take Jaden Daniels the Heisman Trophy winner out of LSU number one overall said that he has the best balls versus man coverage said that what he's done is a dual threat guy there what he does from a clean pocket all these reasons that he gave and the one thing we know is Dan Orlovsky's doing the work like Dan's not just saying this out of nowhere he watches the tape he watches as much as anybody and goes through it and has clearly fallen into this place with Jaden Daniels that we've seen others right we've seen him matriculating up draft boards field Yates came on with us and had him going ahead of Drake May in a way that surprised me in his first mock draft. So what have you made of this rise postseason of Jaden Daniels up draft board so far, Dad? Well, I mean, I look at just about any mock draft and God knows there's a lot of them out there. I think just I think the higher percentage now has Jaden Daniels going ahead of Drake May has him going second to the commanders. Uh, I don't think Jaden's going to go number one. Listen, it, it is. I mean, to look at what he does in the landscape of today's NFL I mean how could your mouth not be watering for the fact that he throws the ball well and his his elusiveness running the ball I mean this is this is a two-time MVP and Lamar Jackson you know as far as his ability to escape and be unbelievably dangerous with his legs I remember we were watching him Mike as a as a freshman at Arizona State you know, the skinny little kid. Now, it's not like he's packed on tons of pounds either. You know, he, he's still not not the, the the biggest guy in the world. But, man, can he move and can he throw? I don't think it's going to change. I think Caleb will go number one. But I see him just about everybody now put him over Drake May, more, more the pocket guy. Can certainly hurt you with his legs for sure. The biggest of the quarterbacks we're talking about. Uh, both throw, both throw Drake May and Jaden throw a nice deep ball, nice touch on their deep ball for sure um but it, it all all the analysts who are breaking down and again when they it's a lot of times it's 
when they do a mock draft, it's who they think the team should take or who they think the team is going to take. But I see a lot now that say Jaden Daniels going second to Washington. And listen, the grades are going to be close for these all three of these guys, right? Caleb Williams, uh, Jaden Daniels, and Drake May. Depends on your offense, depends on your coordinator, depends on what kind of, you know this better than anybody, what kind of offense you're going to run. Uh, what fits better? I still say, you know, that marriage of Luke Getze and, and, and Justin Fields just didn't work uh, in in the pros uh, for, for the Bears. So you have to see what that relationship is going to be like. And then you have your grade and you take your shot if you had the chance for them. And, and then you, let's be honest, you hope a little bit because, you know, not all five quarterbacks in the first round are going to be are going to make it. You know, two to three are going to be busts. It's interesting with Daniels, and we had some of this conversation last year around Bryce Young, is the outliers in terms of their physical profile. I saw Nate Tice over at Yahoo Sports wrote a great article breaking down Jaden Daniels as a prospect and talked about he might weigh under 205 pounds. It's going to be interesting what he clocks in at there. Right. But as Nate pointed out, the list of quarterbacks that have succeeded in the NFL under that weight have been pretty short since 2000. There have been five quarterbacks under 205 pounds that have a single season starting 14 or more games. That's the only threshold. They've even started 14 or more games in a season. It's Aaron Brooks, Kirk Cousins, Doug Flutie, Jeff Garcia, and Bryce Young, who is the only first round pick to do so by the way, and did it just last year. And so there is not a long history. And that's what we talk about with the combine and a lot of these measurables is looking for historical outliers and that's what Jaden Daniels at this weight would be and given his play style dad that's the part that worries me as you brought you're right with all the gifts he is reckless and careless with his body yeah and I don't know if that's something at this point because he's also mature in his football career you mentioned he's played a lot of ball like this isn't yep. some guy you're yep. taking a risk on talent and hoping it develops this is a guy who's a multi-year starter at the big time college football level who still even this last year could not be bothered to take care of his body and so I hope for his sake that improves because if not, he's going to run into a group of bigger, faster, stronger athletes that are going to break him in half. Yeah, he is. But 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 remember, we talked about this with Lamar when he's gotten hurt. Lamar has gotten hurt in the pocket, not when he's been running. So there's you can be careless given your situation when you're so much better athlete than everybody else. Now, Lamar is proving he's just, you know, even on a higher level when he takes off and run as well. He's also we'll a lot bigger Jayden than Daniels Jayden was. Can, he, he is. Yes, he is. Um, but well, Jaden's going to have, Jaden is either going to learn the easy way or the hard way, right? On, on what to do and what you can get away with in the NFL. And a lot of times a guy is going to go with what he's normally done. And that's to try and make the play and be, a, and if he's a reckless guy, to continue to be reckless until that could be coached out of him. Or quite honestly, you know, you take that hit one time, you get up and your eyes are watering and your nose bleeds and you go, okay, maybe I shouldn't be doing this as much anymore. I can still do damage, you know, without being reckless. So that's going to be a big thing is his ability to learn the difference of when to get the extra yards, when to hit the ground, when to run out of bounds. Uh, he's going to have to learn that in a hurry, especially if he's going to get taken in this tax bracket. Again, I said top three would be too rich for my taste, but apparently that's not rich enough for some yep. people. Dad, what about the guys we're going to see up today, tight ends and defensive backs coming up here pretty soon uh, on Friday? You've got Brock Bowers as the headliner for this class, and I think a healthy debate now about how high a guy like Brock Bowers go, Dad. When you've seen the conversation around tight end, how comfortable would you be taking top Brock Bowers in the top 10 of this draft if you're a team? Well, I mean, look at what 
tight ends can do, the better tight ends. Forgetting even going uh, talking about, you know, a future Hall of Famer and Travis Kelsey and Kittle, who was George Kittle, who was actually the all-pro this year, had the year. But those are arguably the two best. But we've seen other really good tight ends. But look at the impact, Mike, of the two of, of two of the rookie tight ends and Dal- we mentioned before, Dalton and Buffalo and Sam Laporta. It was a huge part of this team of, of Detroit making the rise that they're making in the NFL, set all kind of rookie records at that tight end position. They're such a weapon now. And this guy is a receiving tight end. I'll be interested to see his weight. He's two, 230 from, can he touch 240 or is he in the 230s? Uh, but this was a guy right out of the gate was so incorporated into that Georgia game plan, whether, I, as I said, he was attached, slot, or out at a wide receiver. So he has all those elements. He has every single tool that you need, you know, say for, you know, I, we're not going to ask a high, high, picked a tight end to come in and be this massive blocker you know it's just not really going to happen you know you know we, we see what George Kittle does I get it George Kittle's an animal blocker that Iowa uh, blood there uh, so I'm not worried about that but I think Mike if you have that need there this guy can be a, a game changer on your offensive side of the ball especially if you have threats on the outside of wide receiver what he can do to the middle of the field this guy is that slashy wide receiver tight end I think he'd be a monstrous for a team you said a few weeks ago junior that he would prefer to play for the Titans he was asked where would you like to play he said Tennessee seventh overall pick there yeah, I think Tennessee's got too many other needs, especially at like premium positions along the offensive line and defense that that's probably and that's going to be the issue is is forgetting even because I've seen Daniel Jeremiah, who does a great job, move the sticks podcast, talked about positional value based on the top ty- the top dollars paid to veteran tight ends versus what you have to pay a first rounder. You don't get the same savings right. you get at other positions, but it, it, you're still trying to pay for future services render. You're trying to pay for if he blows up and turns into Travis Kelsey. But there's also the need factor of this. And tight end is not one of those foundational positions in the same way that tackle and quarterback and defensive back necessarily are. I've always thought in that range around Seattle at 16, Cincinnati at 18 of teams that could absorb him in a way that really helps. Cause like dad, you said to your point, this has an argument to be the most accomplished tight end in the history of modern football. He's the first ever back-to-back Mackey award winner for the best tight end in college football. He is one of three players in Georgia football history to be a three-time first team All-American. It's him, David Pollock, and Herschel Bleeping Walker. This is Gojo and Golick on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Let's throw it over to Stormy for a quick betting update. Are there still bets to be made in the NBA MVP market? Hi, I'm Stormy Bonatoni with VEASAN, the sports betting network. Let's talk it over. Nikola Jokic is the best player in the game right now and as such is a minus 160 favorite to earn his third MVP in four years. The Nugget star has 18 triple doubles and is averaging over 26 points, 12 boards and nine assists per night. But with plenty of season to go at plus 250, OKC's Shea Gilgis-Alexander has certainly entered the chat. He currently ranks first in the NBA in total points, 30 point games and steals and is third in 
player efficiency rating. He's also led his team to as many wins through two-thirds of the season as they had all of last year. The other realistic MVP candidates appear to be Luka Doncic and Giannis Antetokounmpo at plus 650 and 14-1 to 1 respectively. Doncic leads the league averaging 34.2 points per game, but with the Mavs looking like a 5-7 to seven seeded team, that could hurt his case. And while the Greek freak is having the best statistical season of his career, how comfortable do you feel about the Bucks riding the ship down the stretch? For more, head to vsun.com. Welcome back to Gojo and Golik, everybody, where it is time now for Cash It or Trash It. It is presented by DraftKings Fantasy Sports. Check out what DraftKings has to offer this season with code GOJO because life's more fun when you're in on the action. DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. See DraftKings.com for more details. So the Philadelphia 76ers here, Gojo, currently in a logjam in the middle of the pack of the Eastern Conference playoff race. However, they have some reinforcements coming soon as Joel Embiid, speaking for the first time since he was injured back on January 30th. The same reason why I was pushing uh, the you know last couple of games. I, I just love playing basketball. I want to be on the floor as much as possible. Um, I only have about 20 years to do this, uh, so any chances that I get, I want to be on the floor. So it doesn't matter where we are. Um, I don't know, four, five, three, I don't know, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Uh, it doesn't really matter where we are. Uh, I just want to play as much as we can and, you know, try to help us. Gentlemen, Philly currently plus 950 to win the East on the DK Sportsbook. That is the fifth best odds on the board there. If, and that's a big if, Gojo, Embiid can come back and contribute, you cashing or trashing those odds. I am probably going to trash those odds. Good and call. while we've seen even recently without Good Joel call. Embiid out there, the Tyrese Maxey-led 76ers certainly have enough energy to be feisty and be a tough out for people. Dad, I just think where we're situated in the Eastern Conference right now, and Emerson kind of mentioned it, there's a couple of tiers. There's the Boston Celtics and everybody yeah. else right now who are eight games up yep. on the second-place yep. Cavs. There's the Cavs in Milwaukee that are knotted at the 2-3 spot eight games back east. And then there's the Knicks, Sixers, Orlando Magic, and Pace that are all right there with the Miami Heat as well from the four seed down to the nine seed that are only separated by about a game and a half. And when I look at that log jam down the stretch and I say, if I'm the 76ers and I am a team that is potentially going to get my sun and moon reinserted into the lineup. The gravity of Joel Embiid changes so much about how you play basketball if you're the 76ers. And he's coming back not on the same footing that we had him at before with now injuries to both lower bo- to both legs during this season. If he's coming back to that point, the last teams on earth I want to see are teams like the Knicks and the Miami Heat who are going to make everything into this brutal slugfest of a basketball game and make life really difficult for a team whose best player would be coming back late and partially injured. So I would trash this ticket. What about you? No, I'm trashing it as well. I mean, such hope for this team. You know, first there was a hope. Can Tyrese Maxey be the guy once Harden leads? And Maxey has been doing a, a great job. But you can't lose Joel Embiid. Again, he got the sur- or the procedure done, and he was going to be reevaluated in four weeks. That's next Tuesday. 
that's when he gets reevaluated, not when he comes back. That's when he gets reevaluated. So whenever you're talking about a lower body injury for a big man and then a lower body injury where you're trying to come back, where you not only have to heal that injury, but then you have to get going from the cardiovascular and game shape state again for a big man. That's tough. It's not like when he first comes back, he's going to be the Joel Embiid of old. That's not just going to happen. It's going to take a while. So, and as you mentioned in the standings, they, they could be in the play-ins. You know, they're, they're that close to dropping out of the automatics in the top six. So, yeah, I just, I just don't think it's going to happen for him this year. The clock is certainly ticking on the 76ers with Embiid in the team they're putting around him. Uh, but it does seem to be the Celtics conference right now. Uh, so, yeah, I'm with you. I'm trashing this one. Yeah, I, I just think, and it's unfortunate, Dad, that this has kind of been, as we've had conversations about the Philadelphia 76ers for years now and what they've put around Joel Embiid and the failed Ben Simmons experiment and the bad playoff runs here, while there is certainly a lot of it that goes to, hey, we don't always feel like Philly's had the best handle on who their roster is around Joel Embiid in terms of that other superstar, the failed stuff with James Harden, all the different iterations that we've seen. But how many seasons now have we seen for Philadelphia really go down the drain? Because at the end of the year, either in the postseason or earlier on in the season, Joel Embiid's body, unfortunately, just continues to let him down at certain junctures like this. And he's played through it admirably in certain situations before. But at the end of the day, the amount of seasons where Joel Embiid injury has been part of the headline that ultimately leads to the 76ers. It does make you wonder not about, you know, their future without Joel Embiid, but how they really have to think about structuring this team without him. Cause Tyrese Maxey's great. And I get why they wanted to hold on to him. He's yeah. awesome for that team. Uh, Tobias Harris, I think is coming up on the end of the five-year deal. He signed a while back and has been great for them this season. But None of those guys are good enough to shoulder the load in a way that allows you to take the night in night out pounding off of Joel Embiid's shoulders, who has been in the conversation for the best basketball player on the planet for the last handful of years. And so I wonder how big they've got to swing now, dad, because it seems that if your plan is we're going to ride Joel Embiid till the wheels fall off and let him be our engine for the entire season, that unfortunately that train runs out of gas by the time you get into the year more often than not. Yeah, and because you, you have a core in Boston that's going to be together. You have, you know, the Damian Lillard trade to Milwaukee. You know, we'll, we'll get time to season a little bit as he stays there. So you don't see that team really backsliding at all. So you're right. What is put on Joel Embiid, you know, to lead this team? And, and to your point, to make it through a regular season and then, oh, by the way, make a playoff run. You know, we mentioned Ben Simmons there. We mentioned James Harden there. Remember, it was it seems like a long time ago, or maybe people even forgot. Remember when Jimmy Butler was there? Jimmy Butler was there oh. in part of the 18-19 season does. coming over from Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I almost forgot about that, of, of players they have rolled in there to try and say, you know, we need to get this thing done. So, yeah, I don't know what the future is going to hold there and what they're going to be able to put around Joel Embiid to compete in the East right now. I do wonder at whenever we do the retrospective on this era of 76ers basketball and it, it overlaps some like with the process era 76ers that Joel was certainly a part of at the beginning right. but we've kind of waved by to since then. But as we look back as the most important move in the juncture of any two franchises in the last half decade of basketball, if that one move in Philadelphia 
choosing not to retain Jimmy Butler, letting a guy walk who got the vibe with him and Joel Embiid. They both talked so glowingly about the other before, during, and after that time. And then, uh, listen, I mean, one of the bigger swings by me take wise Jimmy Butler going down to Miami and saying oh no you can't have a team where Jimmy Butler is your best player be a perennial contender that's not you don't get to build around that guy and all the Miami Heat have said is okay sure and gone to Eastern Conference Finals and had NBA Finals appearances as recently as last year like what Jimmy Butler has done there both on and off the court is now a country music star with fallout boy um, (laughs) has been nothing short of exemplary, but it's a reminder of your exactly right. What the 76ers had in their building and let leave. And now watching what he's done since I'd have to imagine that place is cloaked in regret. Yeah, I I would think so as well. And and as we keep saying, looking toward the future, because as we said, we both trash that for this year winning the East. And we talk about Boston, we talk about Milwaukee, but has Cleveland passed them by? Have the, have the Knicks passed them by? Even when Embiid comes back, you know, those two teams, you got a couple of teams elevating themselves in the East. We talked about the Celtics, the Bucks, and the 76ers as the top three. Well, we know how the 76ers have fallen without Embiid, but we see the rise of Cleveland. We see the rise of the Knicks. So there are other teams jumping into the fray. Yeah, I mean, and you look at all those teams, too, again, the way that they can make life difficult for them in terms of points per game allowed. Cleveland, second in the league. Miami, third in the league. The Knicks, fourth in the league. Like, they are teams that pride themselves, and this isn't surprising given the coaches at the helm of some of these when you think of Tibbs in New York. They built a team in his grind set likeness that wants to go out there and batter and bruise you. And again, I go back to the original point is – If you've got teams full of bruisers like them, like the Miami Heat, who want to turn the game into a physical rock fight, that's not the place I want my injured big coming back into and being expected to compete with in the most critical juncture. And to Joel's credit, he said, no matter what our standing is, no matter what the record is, I'm coming back if I'm physically able to. And his hope is that he can do that before the end of the regular season. That's admirable for Joel Embiid. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.
This is Gojo and Golick on Beeson, the sports betting network. Let's send it over to the Beeson studios for a quick betting update. Yes, I already am missing college football. It's never too early to look into the college futures board, so let's do that now. I'm Dave Ross here at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. I don't think it's a big surprise that when you look at Georgia right now, plus 330 to win the national championship next year. Of course, Kirby Smart reloaded with yet again another number one ranked recruiting class and a key few additions, rather, from the transfer portal. So Georgia should be locked and loaded again, as well as the Ohio State University, plus 450 to win the national championship. They got Will Howard, the former quarterback at K-State, and a couple other key additions, as well as Chip Kelly as the new offensive coordinator. How about Texas? Well, deep in the heart, they are plus 750 to win the national championship. Of course, this is the first year for Texas in the SEC, and Oregon a long shot at 11-1 to win the national championship. For the latest odds, injury reports, and betting splits, go to vsun.com. Welcome back to Gojo and Golick. Mike Golick Jr., Mike Golick Sr., hoping to talk to Buccaneers linebacker and pending free agent and Super Bowl champion Levante David here in just a couple of minutes as he gets set to potentially see life away from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers after 12 years and a Super Bowl victory down there. Also would love to get some of his recollections on what these guys are going through at the Combine right now. His dad, for anyone watching or listening to us live, is probably also seeing the pictures of Sam Hartman start to hit the timeline right now as the quarterbacks have shown up today. <laughs> the NFL is <clears throat> down so collectively bad right now for our sweet, sweet former Notre Dame son who's making waves with the hair in all the ways that we expected, right? He's going in and being the best looking guy at the combine, trying to also see if he can make someone's roster better. But man, the thirsty tweets and texts that I am getting as he gets to the podium this morning are unbelievable. Yeah, he's a guy that wants his play to outdo the talk about his looks for sure. That's because he's once you know a football player. It's what he wants to do. Uh, but boy, it's tough to get around it. He's never going to get around it, right? I mean, he's always going to get uh, the tweets, uh, the thirst tweets for him. It's uh, not not a bad position to be in at all. <laughs> No. And you know what? He did the smart thing at the podium. They asked him about the hair. He said, I've got a great mom and great genes. So shout out to his mom, Lisa, who we both got to meet. Yes. Who does actually have exemplary hair as well. So not surprising the apple. And we're <laughs> fine to your point. Sam's a great football player. And going back to watch yeah. Joe Alt and Audric estimate, there are so many throws that pop from Sam. He's another guy. As we talked about the Brock Purdyfication of the NFL, where people might all of a sudden say, hey, maybe right. we'll give a guy that's a more veteran seasoned player a look because of the amount of football they've seen because of how high the floor is i think sam's certainly someone who is a candidate for that with the amount of quality high level football that that guy's played throughout his career the big throws some of the big moments there's certainly not going to be anything you can put on his plate that'll phase him he internalized a whole new offense this year so uh, a guy that's really easy to root for given what we've gotten to know from him and, and someone that i think given what we've seen is a little bit maybe the start of a trend is going to have a shot to help make somebody better as is Saquon Barkley dad we're getting into some rumors as we get into and close to NFL free agency and the things coming up here and we heard all the other day about the running backs in this market Josh Jacobs Saquon Barkley a number of these guys that wouldn't be tagged by their current team that would explore longer term deals but that could be doing a bit of a game of running back musical chairs right now and one of the rumors that started to pop up yesterday was about the potential of Saquon Barkley heading to the Houston Texans and I know your eyes kind of lit up dad when you thought about that combination 
solution. Oh, I, I think it's a great fit. You have an up-and-coming team, team that that surprised everybody in making the playoffs. Their arrow is firmly pointed in the up position uh, to continue to make moves with the young players and coaches uh, that have worked well for them. So now you continue to build around. You've got a, a hell of a young quarterback who, is, as we keep talking about this, this is something that keeps coming back, is on that rookie uh, pay uh, contract right now. So this is the time you can build. Now, Saquon Barkley, if you get him, isn't going to cost you a lot of money. Unfortunately, the the market for running backs didn't all of a sudden go to $20 million a year. That's not going to happen. So he's certainly a number you can fit into the cap. Their leading rusher last year, Devin Singletary. He's a free agent as well. Uh, under 1,000 yards, had 30 receptions. Saquon could improve both those positions extremely well. I think that would be a monster pickup. We talk about going, you know, players, established players going to contending teams. This is a team on the rise. This is a team on the rise in a division that really isn't dominated by anybody, right? So, I mean, they can continue that that rise up uh, with talent they now put around the young players that have, that have really blossomed for them. Yeah, Emerson, cover your ears right now as the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars and the rest of that division, unfortunately, uh, probably going to be looking up at the Houston Texans for a little while here. And, Dad, you're right. This is the the ultimate in sex sells, right? When you've got a quarterback the caliber of C.J. Stroud who showed in year one the kind of juice that really, I mean, outside of Joe Burrow, we haven't really seen from a top overall pick in terms of not only being incredible in his own individual performance, but the way he lifted that team. Yeah, I'm sure for a lot of the running backs in the current market, I do wonder if this will be the trend where, hey, we might not be getting the paydays that we want anymore, but man, the opportunity to go and join a team like this that does have an upward trajectory, not just for now, but for the immediate future and for a guy in Saquon Barkley that is on the younger side, even if his body's betrayed him at a couple of stops right. along the way already during his Giants career, I, I think that could be that could be fascinating. Dad, do you think there's anything that changes in terms of the nature of these guys' deals with this? Because the one thing I was thinking about was, Man, if I'm Saquon Barkley or any of these running backs and I'm being told by the marketplace, hey, we don't want you as a bell cow anymore. We don't believe that. We think we can bundle running backs and do the committee thing here. And your contract's going to reflect that. You think there's anything in terms of protections that these guys could start to get in their deals that could at least make this reality a little bit more palatable? I don't think anything they can get written in. Uh, no, if because if they're not going to get the big money, even if they're touching the ball a lot, do they want to continue doing that and shorten their career by touching the ball a lot? I mean, if I sign a guy, I'm going to use him. If Saquon Barkley is on my team, I'm going to run him and I'm going to throw passes to him. And if Saquon has to settle for a deal he doesn't really like, does he want to have, you know, high 200s or 300s in touches? Probably doesn't want to break his body down like that. But how are you going to get that into a contract? You're not going to get anything written into a contract for protection against the amount of time you play. Uh, it's always for the amount of time you play is, is a positive of getting more of getting more money. So, no, I don't think there's anything from a contract standpoint that will put these running backs in a better position. They're just in a bad position right now uh, from their position and what they can make. And they just going to have to try and get the best deals they can get. I know because that was my thought process was you're right. We have playing time incentives and bonuses all the time. It'd be very difficult and precedent setting in a way. I'm sure most owners would, you know, definitely not collude, but kind of collude a little bit oh. on the idea that, <laughs> 
hey, if we wanted to build in there, if I was a running back and an agent, I'm saying, all right, you don't think I'm worth bell cow money, then I want protection against that. I want tiers in this where if I'm above a certain amount of touches, you're going to have to pay me for those touches here because why am I going to go out here and destroy my body requisite for a paycheck that I'm not getting when you won't want to pay up to it? I think that would be an interesting option for them to explore. But again, to your point, unfortunately, they don't hold a lot of ammunition right now in going to the table and trying to make something like that happen. I'm the probably the team I'm most interested in in what they do at running back is Baltimore because we talked about how they led the league in rushing last year a lot to do with Lamar but Gus Edwards is a free agent J.K. Dobbins is a free agent but the guy has been hurt the last three years so I don't know what that 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 means for him uh, on the free agent market but a free agent nonetheless so what does Baltimore do? Do they get one of these, you know, a Derrick Henry, a Saquon Barkley, or one of the, a stack, go after a Josh Jacobs, who I think will still end up with the Raiders, uh, to try and, 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 you know, keep that running attack going as they have free agents that may exit that uh, team. Yeah, it's going to be fascinating to watch there. Unfortunately, it seems like uh, we're not going to get to connect with Levante David at this point today, uh, which is a shame, Dad, because the one thing I was curious about talking with him about his status, he's 33 years old right now, potentially going to enter the free agent pool at linebacker. And when you look at the guys in there, and we talk about running back as this position that's in a bit of a crossroads right now, I think linebacker is in a really interesting spot as well, given where the league is going it's gotten light and fast at that spot we saw a lot of teams get punished for that last year and as we look up and see guys in the combine all south of 240 pounds most of them south of 230 pounds and the names popping up in free agency like frankie louvu from the panthers levante himself patrick queen from the baltimore ravens jordan brooks from the seahawks bobby wagner they're either older names or guys that don't necessarily resemble the linebackers of old in a year where we're getting ready to watch patrick freaking willis go into the hall of fame I, I do wonder what the future trajectory for this position looks like because we saw plenty of teams the philadelphia eagles absolutely decimated for not addressing yep. it properly during the offseason yeah no, your guy's been in the league 12 years tampa bay his only team has pretty much accomplished it all he's been a pro bowler he's been on an all pro team won a super bowl he's done about everything you can do in college two-time all-american and in the nfl so as we always talk about with free agents, what's on his mind? What does he want? Uh, I don't know if a big payday is in it after 12 years in the league. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. (laughs) 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.